You're listening to The Hungry Soul with Rachel Foy, covering all topics from spirituality, mindset work, beliefs, relationships, food, body image, business, money, self-expression, and more, helping you become a soul-fed woman. So welcome to another episode. We are on episode 33, and today my special guest as part of the Soul Fed Women series is the priestess for Wild Mystic Women. It's Layla Saad. Now, Layla is a writer, she's a mentor, she's a healer for women who are doing their soul work and their soul's work. And through her work, she helps women to well, to fully express and embody their truth, whether that be in their personal lives or their businesses. And Layla's work explores so many different topics, many of which I'm absolutely fascinated by myself, um, such as womanhood, spirituality, creativity, business, personal power, and sacred activism. So Layla's really deeply devoted to truth, and she refers to the heroine's journey in this interview as well and also divine feminine spirituality. She loves poetry, for her words are her medicine, and our individual and collective healing is also something that she's really devoted to and really passionate about. So we got together, we had a little chat, we finally sorted out our time zones, which can always be challenging at the best of times, but I'm sure that you are gonna love this episode as much as I adored speaking to Layla. So here she is, the wild mystic woman herself, Layla Saad. Right then, so she's here, Layla Saad. Hi. Hi, Rachel. How are you doing? I am good. I am uh, flowing through this energy of the full moon that we're in right now. I know. And um, this Lionsgate portal, and I'm premenstrual, and I'm, you know, fighting <laughs> a cold, so it's a lot of energy but um yeah i i love that the purpose of this conversation is just to show up in our truth and that's that's the truth of where i'm at right now oh i love it so if we're being truthful i'm really tired today i didn't sleep very well last night my little girl woke up three times which she never oh. normally does so yeah i've got an extra big cup of coffee so yeah we're being I'm with you with mine. <laughs> So um, for those people that are watching or listening right now, Layla, do you want to give a quick introduction to yourself as in who you are and what do you do? Yeah, sure. So hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Layla Saad. I'm a writer and a mentor um, and an energy healer. I um, support women who are doing their soul work and their soul's work. So my work is very much about the inner journey and the outer journey. Um, I work mainly with entrepreneurs, but actually anyone who's on their heroine's journey of coming back home to themselves. Um, my work is very much about helping women to find the truth of how they want to show up in the world, how they want to live, and clearing the layers that have been laid on top of them, whether they consciously chose them or they were given them um, throughout their lifetime, just really identifying what's theirs and what's not and clearing what's not so that they can show up fully in their truth um, and i find for entrepreneurs this is very powerful because a lot of our uh, blocks fears as entrepreneurs are around confidence worthiness and i think when we know who we are when we truly know who we are and we stand in that a lot of that becomes less um, uh, less of a block and we can just do the work that we're here to do. 
I love how you talk about kind of going back home, kind of coming back home to ourselves and getting rid of all those obstacles that prevent us from being our true self. Mm. I think that's such a powerful message that I know so many women can relate to, myself included. Mm. So kind of based on the work that you do then, Layla, and obviously this is a personal journey for you as it is for most of us that do this kind of work, we're constantly evolving. Um, what does it mean for you to be a soul-fed woman? Mm. I love I love that word soul-fed. Like the minute I saw it, I was like, yes, 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 yes. Um, because so much of my so much of my life is lived from that place. Like I am constantly seeking what is true. And for me, what is true is what my soul wants, what my, how my soul wants to show up in the world. So for me, being soul fed is giving myself everything that I need, everything that that inner voice tells me, this is where I want you to go next. This is what I want you to do next. This is what I need you to feed me um, physically, emotionally, spiritually, energetically, and really um, always listening to that voice and, and, and trusting it, really trusting it. Um, and I feel like when I feed my soul, when I feed my soul, I, it's like I'm always being guided breadcrumb by breadcrumb on the right path. Yeah. And when I'm not feeding my soul, when I'm saying I, I hear that there's that voice, but right now I've got to listen to what everyone else is telling me what to do. That's where things get wonky and I um, fall out of alignment and uh, I just get myself in trouble, in trouble basically. Yeah. yeah, you start walking on a different path, don't you, towards your yeah. truth. I like how you mentioned that trust because trust is something that always comes up in this conversation. Like how do we learn to trust mm. that kind of a nudge or that inner wisdom or that guidance to become a soul-fed woman? So for yeah. you, have you always trusted that inner knowing or has that been something that you really had to work on? I feel like it's definitely something I've had to work on and continue working on um, because just thinking about my journey, I think there were so many other powerful uh, figures around me who's, who I place my trust in and that this is what we all do. We place our trust in the authority figures in our lives um, mm -hmm. from when we're little and, we're, we, and, and it's for our own good, it's for our own safety. Um, but as we grow up, as we enter into adulthood and, and start to take have to take responsibility for our lives, um, sometimes we still leave part of our power there. We don't take it back fully. And so it's like we're always waiting. It's like the trust isn't fully there because we're always waiting for someone to tell us it's okay to trust. So I'll give you an example. Um, I, had a, I was having a conversation with a lady in, in, in my group, in my membership community. And um, I, what I do in the membership community is every week I give intuitive guidance through tarot cards or oracle cards. And I get this message and she said, you know, thank you for being a channel for my guides. My guides don't speak to me. And I said, of course they speak to you. <laughs> they, of course they speak to you. They don't speak. They're, not, they're only using me because I'm here right now, but they're speaking to you all the time. And she says, yeah. well, I, I can't hear them. I, I don't think they speak to me. And I said, you know, you have to trust that what you're hearing, it's not like, it's not like a booming voice from the sky will come and tell you, this is what you need to do. Those little whispers you hear, those little ideas that just pop into your, into your head, um, that's, that's your guide speaking to you. That's your intuition speaking to you. And trust comes from actually hearing it and, ask, and following, following the steps it's giving you to do. 
So with my business with Wild Mystic Woman, everything that I've done in that business has been from these little nuggets that were given to me. Um, a little nugget was given to me. Hey, why don't you start a website to, um, to, uh, to track your spiritual journey and to, to share it, okay? I was like, I don't really want a personal blog. I have, <laughs> I have my own website. I have a separate website. It was like, just, just do it. Just just try it. Okay, I'll try it. You know, um, the same thing with the Wild Mystic Woman podcast that I host. Hey, why don't you just why don't you host a podcast? And I was like, where is this coming from? Where is this voice coming from? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I said okay. And every time when I've said okay, it's always led me into greater and greater things. And what I've learned is that you don't need to see the whole picture. You know, trust means. Um, Trust, trust goes along with faith. And faith means that you're not, you're not given the whole plan. You're not shown the whole thing of how things are going to work out. But you have to trust that the instructions that, you're, that are coming forward from you, within you, the downloads that you get, the insights that you receive, that they are true and right for you right now in this present moment. Um, and if you can just, it's a practice of just following through on what the insight is. Um, you build up your, your inner trust. Mm, definitely. Mm. I was having conversations, obviously, like with you, with other people that I've spoken mm. to over the years around trust in particular. Would you agree that women generally, and I know this is quite a sweeping statement, but do you think women generally do have a hard time of actually listening to themselves? I know this comes down to self-trust, but also like acknowledging their um, kind of desires and hungers and dreams. It's kind of like there's that inner thing that can be there for so many of us. And we spend years, like decades of just ignoring it and not allowing ourselves to, to even listen. Yeah. Do you think that is something to do with being feminine or do you think that depends on the individual? Like you might not have an answer. I'm just kind of curious as to what you might think about that. Mm, I think there's so many layers to this question. I think in general, people of all genders uh, are taught not to trust themselves. I think that's part and parcel of the type of world that we live in, mm -hmm. where in order, in order for the kind of powers to be, to have the powers that they have, we all have to be kind of in a state of not trusting ourselves, right? So there's that, but then there's something um, more specific that happens with women where it's not... It's interesting because, you know, in the past I thought, well, maybe this is like a character flaw of women. Like we're mm -hmm. just, but it's not, it's not. This is what I found on my journey is that there are so many things coming at us through um, the patriarchal systems that we've been through and that we live in that are constantly telling us not to trust ourselves. Don't trust your body. Don't trust your feelings. Don't trust how you look. Don't trust, don't, don't trust what you think. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and also, uh, take care of everyone else before you take care of yourself. Oh, yes. Right? So yes. what's left for us? What's left? And, and so the, the journey, the, the heroine's journey, this journey of coming back home to ourselves is saying, I will trust myself. I will trust my body. I will trust how I look. I will trust my feelings. I will choose to take care of myself first so that I can better take care of other people. And doing all of those things is really, really hard because everything that is around us does not generally support that. And that's why the work that we do, like in, you know, conversations like this and the work of, of coaches and, and supportive systems are so important because 
the larger systems that are at play um, don't, they just don't support that. And it takes a lot of um, courage and a lot of um, a, a real inner fire, a trust in your inner fire to push mm -hmm. through what everyone is telling you, whether they're telling you directly or indirectly, um, you shouldn't trust about yourself. Absolutely. And I like the reference that you made then about making ourselves priority, because I'm sure that in your work, you see this all the time. It's like women, their list is like they come below their pets and, you know, all the things to do with the household and the family. And if they get chance to, they might have, you know, a 10 minute shower in peace. But right. actually, that is part of this, isn't it? Like your well mystic woman, the soul fed woman, she has got to start stepping into that place of almost being selfish, but from an empowered point of view in order actually for her world to start becoming more enriching, I suppose. Mm. And don't you think it's interesting how when women are described as kind of putting themselves first, that's the word that always comes forward, right? Selfish. Like, isn't it selfish if, if I do that? Isn't it selfish if I take care of myself? But why? If, if, we, if we believe that everyone else around us is worthy of being taken care of, why not us? We are just as worthy of being taken care of. And... The truth is, is that the best person to take care of ourselves is ourselves because we best know what we need. We are the best ones who are connected to our own soul, who knows what our soul needs. Um, and so cultivating this relationship with yourself, cultivating this relationship with your soul is one of the most important things that you could, you could ever do. Um, because when, when you've got that relationship and that relationship is solid, um, you, you know how to take care of yourself and to take care of others and to get the things done that need to be done. And you're more, it's interesting because when you said earlier about like the list of things, what I've noticed is that we way like overestimate how much we can get done or, how, or like way inflate how much we think we should be getting done in the time that we have to get it done. Mm -hmm. And some, something that I'm learning as I cultivate this relationship with my soul is that, oh, hold on, wh why are all of these things there anyway? Do, are all of these things that important to me? Do I need to get them all done in order to feel soul fed? Or is there something else that my soul is needing? Maybe it's just one or two or three of those things on that list would make me feel really soul fed. Yeah. Um, and the other things are about proving things to other people, about proving that I can do it, proving that I'm worthy. Um, when we cultivate that relationship with our soul, that part, the part about proving what's worthy, that kind of falls into the background a bit more. Definitely. It's that kind of needing that external validation, isn't it? Like, you know, look, look at me, I've tidied the house and I've done this and I've sorted the children out and I'm running my business and I'm doing this. And it's kind of like underneath that, there's possibly some more, like you said, deeper beliefs or programs that we're actually coming from like we're doing it to prove a point in some ways which right. is not it's not it's not the ideal place to come from to be fair is it <laughs> right really and, and, it, and it's not about being less ambitious right I want to make that really clear it's not well we should just aim to do less stuff but that's not it it's that where where is the intention coming from for wanting yeah. to achieve this thing to to bring this thing into form where is the intention coming from is it really a soul driven intention or is it a fear driven intention i think that's a really powerful point to mention actually kind of that intention the motivation behind all of our actions is it soul driven or is it fear driven i love that i think that can give so much clarity to just keep checking in with yourself and asking yourself those questions
Absolutely. I've done that plenty of times in my business where, um, you know, I've been in business for, I think, three years now. And there's things where I've put them out into the world and I, like there's been a niggling in the back of my mind, like mm, something doesn't feel right here. And, you know, it, it usually doesn't work out. It doesn't land with other people. It doesn't, it yeah. doesn't make the big bang that I thought it was going to make. And that's mm -hmm. usually because I was hoping that through putting that thing out there, that people would think a certain thing about me. You know, it wasn't about my connection to myself. It wasn't about what brings me joy and what makes me feel in alignment. It was about if I put this out there, then they will love me. And that really is me saying they out there in the world own my power. And if I do this, then I can have my power back. But really my power is sourced from within. Absolutely. Yeah. So based on that then, and you, like you said, you've been on this spiritual journey that you shared publicly. That was like the catalyst for you actually creating your business, which I love. Um, what have you learned about the importance now for you of actually like listening to yourself and feeding your own soul hungers? Yeah, it's everything. It's, it's absolutely everything. I posted something, um, I think two days ago, and I was sharing about how I had planned to do something and then I was guided not to do it through my body and, and through my, just my, just how I was feeling inside. And someone said, I, I really love your commitment to following your inner voice. And I said, I don't really have a choice anymore. <laughs> That's just how it is now. That's how I roll now because it feels so painful not to do it. It feels so completely um, out of sync not to follow through on that inner, inner voice. Um, when I first started my journey, the voice was a very small, faint voice. But I, what I found is that the more I listen to it, the more I trust it, the more I follow it, it gets louder and louder and louder. And so mm. it pulls me straight away when something, you know, a client isn't right for me or a thing that I was thinking about doing isn't right for me, it yanks me straight away and says, no, this is, this is not, this is not for you. This is not how, how, um, how you will feel in in alignment um and so it's been hugely important to me it's it's my inner compass and i think well i know that everything that i do in my business first comes from that place so for example what one of the things that i do to cultivate that relationship is every weekend i sit kind of in ceremony with my business and i kind of have imagine my my business having its own soul and i have my soul and my soul is conversing with the soul of my business and so before I make any plans about, oh, I've got this appointment, or I want to put this out, or I want to share this, I sit with the energy underneath it. And I say, what's going on? How do I feel? How does my business feel? What feels like it needs tending? Or yes. what feels like there's, a, there's an energy leak somewhere? It might be that um, I'm having an issue with a client and something doesn't feel right there. Maybe I need to have a conversation with the client or it feels like I'm putting my energy out too much in social media and I really feel like drawing inwards. Mm -hmm. um, having this like touching base every week, coming back and saying, what's going on? How do you feel? You know, really tending, like you're tending to a, to a child um, and asking at a base foundational root level, what's going on? How do you feel? What do you need? Um, that really guides everything that I do. I love you're the first person that I've spoken to that has actually said that because I I often refer to the fact that my intuition my inner guidance my inner counsel my whatever we want to call it 
that is the CEO of my business and of my mm -hmm. life. And if I don't have sit down meetings with them on a mm. weekly basis, at least mm. you can guarantee that I will find myself somewhere and go, Oh, how did I end up here? Because yeah. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. And I've noticed when I've left it for gaps of longer that I'm suddenly, I suddenly feel like I'm floating out at sea and I'm like, I can see I'm doing things. Things are getting done, but I don't feel grounded or centered or rooted. I feel like, um, I'm on this wave uh, and I'm just flowing where it's taking me, but I'm not, I'm not guiding where I'm going at all. And then I have to bring myself back and sit down, <laughs> get honest with yourself, be still, listen to the voice. Um, and that always just brings me right back to center. And actually by doing that, we kind of create more work for ourselves, don't we? Because we actually then make the journey more difficult because we end up yes. taking a detour yeah. To come back to where we originally started from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I found that in a lot of my work with clients, this is this is what I've this is what I do. You know, I've had clients in the past where they sign up and then they want, okay, what's the action step? Like what's the things that I need to be doing? And I'm like, oh, let's just take a lay of the land. Like what's happening? What's been happening? Um, and let's dig beneath the surface. And um, uh, uh, some clients are resistant to doing that work. And that's when I know, you know, it's, they're not the right kind of client for me because my belief is, as you said, actually, if we do the inner work, mm -hmm. um, it makes the outer work a lot faster and easier. Um, yeah. Most of the people that I work with and most of the women that I know, we know what to do. We know how to take care of ourselves. We know the actions that need to be done, but what's blocking it, what's getting in the way, that's where the... That's where the issue is. And that's what we really need to identify so that we can um, bring forward whatever is, you know, hidden under the surface, under the subconscious, feel it, grieve it, heal it, rage it, whatever needs to be done so that we then create a smooth channel. And then the outer work becomes, oh, I know what I need to do. I need to, I need to write that post. I need to put that thing out. I need to, to do a live stream. Whatever it is that needs to be done then becomes very obvious and very um, clear. But when we don't, we, when we don't connect on the, on the root level and the foundational level, then it's, it's, it's chaos. It's chaotic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think it's also about, certainly from my personal point of view, it's about creating the space because we all have the same amount of time, but it's actually creating that space to just kind of sit and learn to listen and learn to tune in rather than it being constantly like do, 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 do. Yeah. that's what I did years ago and I had some level of success but actually it wasn't the level of happiness that I was intending so now the more space that I'm creating for myself within my business and my message as you said it's like it just feels so much more easier than what it has done previously and I know that that's not a coincidence no I, I love that you said creating space because you know this meeting that I have with myself I actually I take a very kind of uh, priestess approach to it. So mm -hmm. I create, you know, I open sacred space, I cleanse, I um, pull out my crystals, my cards, and I've had my husband walk in sometimes when I'm doing this, and he's like, what is going on? I'm like, I'm having a business meeting with myself, you know? <laughs> he's like, okay, that's not what this looks like. <laughs> I love it. But I find that invoking ritual and really making it sacred really connects at a soul level it's not just going through the motions it's it's really um sending the message to ourselves that this time is important this time must be guarded this time must be respected 
Um, and uh, if, I, if I take the time to make the space now, during the week when everything's crazy and I've got meetings and calls and things that I need to do, I don't need to worry about, am I on track? Am I in alignment? Because I did that work earlier on, you know, I did it and then I can touch base, you know, a week later and see, okay, so how was this week? I can do that review. Um, but it, in it, when you're in it, it's hard to kind of pull out when you make the time, you prioritize the time to make that space. It, it makes a huge difference. Absolutely. And it's, it's really kind of tapping into that. You call it like the priestess, like that energy of just being of the priestess, which I love. I get goosebumps when I hear that word, but it's like that feminine, um, the feminine genius really that I think as women, we do have something very unique compared to the guys. You know, we have this like inner wisdom that supposed through choice, we have the ability to tap into when we know that it's there, when we start to trust that it's there and yeah this is what the whole you know concept is isn't it of feeding our soul becoming like wild mystic women it's like oh i love it i love these conversations mm. yeah um, and this is sorry i was going to say this is a divine feminine energy that people of all genders can can draw on you know this is mm -hmm. this is an essence that we can draw on the um the issue is that you know there might be women who are listening to this and feeling like but i, I don't have that i don't feel that you know my 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 um my normal mode is go 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 mm -hmm. and so the work there is about tending this relationship with slowness with um with uh listening you know with becoming more receptive to information that might not be coming through your five senses but come through your your sixth sense and your your other sense clairvoyance and clairsentience and other senses and again allowing ourselves to open up to what may feel odd at first mm -hmm. you know it may feel like but i don't know how to do it you know but the, the truth is there isn't there isn't a this is step one this is step two this is step yeah. three it's very different and and only your own soul can guide you on that and that's why it is really important to to feed your soul time alone uh um listening to yourself it's it's really important so how do you feed your soul nowadays like what do you actually feed it feed her mm, she loves uh ritual she loves 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 ritual so any anything where you know i make sacred space um and so i bring it into everything that i do um i bring it into for example my podcast interviews we do a three card spread through my podcast interviews because she's like i don't just want this to be a conversation i want this to feel like magical in some way i bring it into as i said my weekly business meetings but i also bring it into my morning practice um i like using cards candles incense um she also really really loves poetry um and that for me is like soul food you know? <laughs> and so she you know my soul is like feed me that feed me words that help me to connect to um connect to something more you know there's something really magical about poetry where poetry can can speak to the the mystery mm. and and our souls love the mystery because that's where our souls come from is is that mysterious place um what else does she love? Uh, Reiki, a lot of Reiki and, and energy work. Um, and uh, time apart from 
business as well is really important. Um, so that could be time by myself, like you know, reading or just sitting out by the sea. She really loves being out by the sea, but it can also mean silly dance parties with my kids or going to the cinema with my, with my husband, um, just doing things which aren't always about work, you know, because I can be a real workaholic. Mm -hmm. um, I love my work and it can consume everything. And I have to remember that when, when it does consume everything, that's when my soul actually starts being drained rather than filled up. So I have to like really stay in tune with that. So one of the things that I do is I say Fridays is absolutely no work. I don't do any work on Fridays. And one of the things that I'm really thinking of bringing in is like, not only will there not be work, I will also be turning my phone off for the entire day. Yeah. Um, because I have a relationship with my phone. <laughs> so I'm really thinking about making Fridays, you know, no work. The issue is so much, so many of the other things that I do are on my phone as well, which are not necessarily work related. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's about bringing, bringing the focus away from that. Because when we're tuned in, we're, and when you're plugged in, you're always plugged in. And sometimes yeah. I have to just delete the apps off my phone and say, you know, Definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, again, it's the space, isn't it, to give ourselves the permission to reset and yeah. to actually have that time to just step back from the thing that we are still super passionate about. But and, and I totally hear you. Like if I if I had a 10 day week, I would be working 10 days a week. So I have to be very clear with my my personal boundaries so that I don't end up burning myself out as well. Yeah. Um, final question for you, Leila. If you actually think, because obviously this for you has been a journey, so you have like evolved as the woman that you are now, you're very aware of your kind of energies, your internal guidance, you're like your goddess energy. I'm assuming it's not always been like that. So if you think about some of those times in the past when you were not in this place where you had a hungry soul, you were not soul fed, if you could go back to that place and give your younger self some advice, what would you tell her? Mm. I would probably, and this is interesting, this is probably something I should have put in the question about what feeds your soul, um, because something I wasn't feeding my soul for a long time, and I'm thinking about all the times before I became an entrepreneur where I was in jobs that were uh, successful, like they looked successful from the outside, um, but really just killed my soul, like just... Yeah you know, really drain my soul. And even just thinking about it now, I'm like, how did I, how did I survive? I don't even know how I survived because it was against everything that my soul desires. One of the things that I wish that I had been able to guide myself to is connecting more to like-minded um, people, particularly having a community of women, um, like-minded, spiritual-minded women, mm -hmm. um, because it, for a long time, it felt like I was just this weird, <laughs> like, you know, by day, I was like a tax and legal services consultant. That was my, that was my day job. Um, but by night, I was like this super like into personal development and spirituality and all of these other things that nobody else around me um, seemed to be into. Um, and, I, and so I kept it to myself. I didn't really share that side of myself with anyone. And I wish, you know, that I could go back and say, you know, look for the people who you think would be interested in this and open up to them mm -hmm. because you will be fed by 
that interaction. You will be fed by those relationships as well, and they will strengthen you and support you in, um, in following your inner voice. You know, for me, my, my friends were my books, you know, it was those, those voices in the books that were telling me what I knew to be true, but I looked around me and everyone else was like, no, work, work in this job that pays well, but kills your soul. You know, that's, that's the way to be successful in this world. I wish I had reached out and said, this is what's important to me. Are there people out there who can have these conversations with me? And can I trust them? That was a huge thing for me. I didn't, I didn't trust, I didn't trust to um, share that side of myself. Um, and I think I see this a lot, you know, I run this membership group and it's a sisterhood and I had a huge distrust of women. Mm. Um, and that was very much about the conditioning that we get about trusting, trusting the masculine and distrusting the feminine. Yeah. I was very much tuned into that. I was very much about distrusting the feminine and I wish I'd known to reach out and, and, and gathered a sisterhood around me of, of women um, that I could trust and be myself around. It's that kind of uh, feeling accepted, isn't it? Like we all want to feel like we belong and that we found our people, that we found our community, our circle, our sisterhood. It's so important. Yeah. I know a lot of the time for me when I've had moments of feeling exactly how you're explaining it, so like that your soul was starving, you didn't really feel like it was feeding you on like a spiritual, emotional level. They were the times when I did feel very isolated and alone, like I didn't have that belonging, I hadn't connected to the right kind of people. Mm. So yeah, totally appreciate what you're saying there. Mm. Before we finish, Layla, I could talk to you actually for hours. You might need to come back. <laughs> we might need to do another call. I'd be happy to. <laughs> Before we finish, though, do you want to um, give us a heads up on where can we find you on the World Wide Web? So direct us to, uh, to where you are in yes. the, uh, the interwebs. Yes, on the interwebs. So you can find me at wildmysticwoman.com, which is my virtual temple space. Um, that's where you'll find my podcast. You'll find my, the poetry that I write, the, the prose articles that I write. Um, you can also find me on Instagram, which is where I tend to hang out daily. Um, I share a lot of my journey there. I make, I, you know, I make a lot of my, I, I, I feel like it's a community for me. It's not just a social mm. media platform. It feels like a real community for me. So I really share a lot there and um then when i'm out there i'm in the sovereign sisterhood which is my my membership community that i run um and that's where i i delve in deeper and i support women throughout the week love it well listen thank you so much for spending at least half an hour or so with us today um here for the soul fed woman series on the hungry soul podcast depending on where you're listening or watching right now but yeah i might be inviting you back Layla. so let's uh, we'll keep it love to yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> good stuff well sending you best wishes from the uk have an awesome day and um, thank you very much i'll speak to you soon so there you go another episode from the hungry soul now if you are intrigued about your own soul journey on how you can become more of a soul-fed woman if you hop over to rachelfoy.com forward slash freebies you will find some fabulous resources over there including free membership to my soul-fed women circle 
So all you need to do is pop your details in and I will send you access to the Soul Fed Woman Circle, which also includes some meditation and some workbooks to help you start on your own Soul Fed Woman journey. Thanks for listening, gorgeous, and I can't wait to speak to you on a brand new episode coming soon of The Hungry Soul. See you later.